Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Hard-edged, hard-nosed, hard to beat. Where are you coming from in this one? Your 100% essential download. Jim White and Simon Jordan. You've let this get out of control. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. I'm Jim White, and today myself, Simon and Martin O'Neill could only start in one place after an incandescent Mikel Arteta's rant about VAR following a 1-0 defeat at St James's Park. Should the authorities now look to throw the book at him? Elsewhere, there was also time to preview Pochettino's return to Spurs tonight as they host Chelsea, live in talk sport, and look to take their place back at the top of the Premier League table. This is Outspoken with White and Jordan. At the weekend, massive game because Arsenal went to the northeast and took on Newcastle United. There was one goal in this game and it was scored by Anthony Gordon. So it went Newcastle's way. But what happened thereafter was quite unexpected in a whole variety of different ways. The controversy centred on Gordon's Gordon's match-winning goal for Newcastle. VAR carried out a four-minute check on three separate incidents in the build-up to the goal. One, to see if the ball had gone out of play. Two, to see if there'd been a foul. Three, to see for any potential offside. The goal was given and then it all kicked off post-match with Arteta. Yeah, we have to talk about the result because you have to talk about how the hell this goal um, stand up and it's incredible. I feel embarrassed, but I have to be the one now coming here to try to defend the club and please ask for help because it's an absolute disgrace that this goal is allowed. It's an absolute disgrace because it's not a goal. For many reasons, it's not a goal. For more than one reason, at least, it's not a goal. And it's too much at stake here. We put so much effort. It's so difficult to compete at this level. And it's an absolute disgrace. Again, I feel embarrassed. I've been more than 20 years in this country. And this is nowhere near the level to describe this as the best league in the world. I am sorry. You just need to see one image, it's a fini. And you have any doubt, you look at the second one. And if this is a goal, okay, that's fine. Do they say now we've got camera angles to, to prove one way or the other? I don't care, honestly. I don't care what they say. It's the outcome. It's too late. Whatever they say, it's too late. Yeah, you lost the game. You're left with nothing. Arsenal didn't win it. Arsenal didn't get a goal. Arsenal had no chance of drawing it. They <coughs> left with nothing. So Arteta's saying, Martin O'Neill, it's an absolute disgrace. Um, thereafter, there was a statement from Arsenal. We'll get to that in a second. Should a manager be talking about that post-match, Martin, in that in that fashion? It was an absolute disgrace. I'm totally with him. I'm absolutely with him. You're, he's being interviewed just immediately after the game. 
uh, he has seen the incident back. It's taken four and a half minutes to finally make a decision. On, uh, that, forget about the length of time it's taken. You want to hear, you know, there's three possibilities of that not being a goal. And, uh, and any one of them you could, you, could, you could argue wouldn't be. The middle one, the one where um, uh, Julian has... To see has, if there'd been a foul. Has, has a, he's definitely got his arms on him. There's no question about it. Absolutely no question. And therefore it shouldn't have gone any further. There's a pot- potential offside as well too. And, um, and actually the ball looks over the line. I know we can't confirm that there because they don't have the, they don't have the wherewithal to do it. So Un- you absolutely agree with Arteta I am and with his him. approach? <clears throat> I am with him in this approach. Do you think he'd have been like that if Arsenal <clears throat> won the game 2-1? Oh, well, that would be a minute. We're talking about, yeah, uh, he, the tenure and the tone of his, um, I should say, the tone of his um, argument might be different. If you've won the game, of course, you can get, you'll be less angry, you'll be less belligerent, you know. And uh, but you still might want to make the point. But overall, he's been interviewed a couple of minutes afterwards. He's gone. I've, I've been in this, these situations before, where you uh, you absolutely you have looked at this here. That that should never been a goal. Should never been a goal. And therefore, in this particular instance, I'm totally with him. You think he'll still feel exactly the same this Monday morning, in spite of the fact he was at boiling point post match, and that's when he came out with that. You, you think his emotion post match will be exactly the same this Monday morning? Absolutely. Do you think Arsenal were right, Martin, following it up with a statement in well, which they said PGMOL urgently needs to address the standard of officiating and focus mm. on action, which moves us all on from retrospective analysis, attempted explanations and apologies. Instead of moaning statements like that, why is the club not offering a solution? Well, OK, you've asked me why I think they put it out. And, it's only, and this is my uh, thoughts on it is that the manager's been left out there at this minute. He's made the comments, you know, and he's been he's been very very angry. Arsenal Football Club felt that they they're going to back him up, and I think that that's the point. And I so and and uh, for what they've said about the the you know the in in terms of the whole picture, I, I'm not I'm not widely sure about that. But what I'm saying is that he that on this particular instance, they have that the football club have backed him. And and I suppose he probably wanted that after his out, outburst. Mm. Simon, what's your take on it? The, the the Arsenal statement and what Arteta said post-match? Um, look, I mean, you've got him directly after the game and whilst that's the price on the ticket, there's always perhaps, a, perhaps a, a, a general sentiment that maybe he should have stood back and got himself together and used a better way of expressing his views on it because you've got the full unbridled emotion. And some of the observations he made during it, like the, the basis for the observation in, in worldwide football. Mm. So what you're managing in the Spanish league, are you? You're managing in the Italian league. You're managing in the German league. You're watching that and scrutinising every aspect of those leagues to be able to make that observation that the standard of British refereeing and our decision-making process is not fit for purpose and falls below the standard of other leagues. You can't make that observation mm. because you're not in that position to do so. Do I think it's an emotive and, and slightly uh, unnecessary outburst? Probably. Is it stock in trade for him? Yeah, he's built a football club and a culture at Arsenal which is based upon high intensity, high emotion. This is what's got this football club bouncing right now. So it's I expect it from Arteta. Do I admire it? No. Do, does he understand the protocols of the game that he's talking about? Clearly not. Because VAR's the, the on-field decision, the on-field decision was goal. Right? VAR's yeah. objective after yeah. that is to, is to look into the reality of a clear and and obvious uh, error and if they haven't got the camera angles and if they haven't got the ability to make certain each part of that conversation has a subjective view to it if you can't categorically as VAR say that ball was out you can't make that decision you're staying with the on field if you've got a centre back and Martin will know damn sight more about this than I will 
than I do, but I've spoken to players over the weekend and I've spoken to other people around the game. And there's a school of thought, including Gary Neville's observation at the time, that Saliba was going towards the ball and was already ducking before Linton put his hands on the back of him. And the third part of the equation, so that's a subjective observation as well. And again, it's going against the on-field decision. And the on-field decision was goal. So the third part of it is the offside scenario. And again, there's a debate around that. So all of those are about the protocols of the game. Now, where I think that Arteta has a point and where we have to look at the reality of VAR and where I'm beginning to morph on my idea that people have got to get on with it is they're not going to get on with it, right? They're not going to get on with it because whatever you haven't got in football is the reasons why something isn't happening for you. So this argument now has to be moved on. If we're going to have digital technology in sport, then we have to go to whole hog, which means they have to have sensors on the bylines, they have to have sensors on the touchlines, they're going to have to have sensors in the ball, you're going to have to bring artificial intelligence into this yeah. equation, yeah. because otherwise what you're doing is you're opening the door to this ridiculous characterization that VAR was brought in to be 100% accurate. And it was never going to be. Now, 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 for Arteta, I look at it and I think to myself, if I was Arsenal, would I double down on him? Given the fact they've given him licence to operate, he operates at a very high level of emotion. Look at the games that he manages. Look at the way... I went to the Arsenal game last year at, against Man City at the Emirates. Sorry, not at the, yeah, at the Emirates. And the level of intensity has been created by him. So I then look at that and say, well, I'm not surprised about that outburst. Do I think there should be a consequence for that language? Do I think he should be put in his place? Oh, I most certainly do, because I think he's overreaching. And what does that look like? Well, I think ultimately there needs to be some sort of retribution for the observations he's making about the disgraceful nature of the game, the conduct of the officials, the ineffectivity of PGMOL. Behind all this, and I maintain it, and it's not some sinister conspiracy theory, is because officialdom is trying to stamp some authority over the game, because they're starting to consequence players, like Gary O'Neill's whining about the penalty was given away. If players stopped diving, then you wouldn't have referees being put to decisions like they're being put to. The bottom line is the officials are starting to go, right, we're putting extra time into place because players waste time, we're getting more control over the game, and there's an underlying simmering resentment. So what would you do with Arteta? What's the punishment that fits the crime there? Well, I think the punishment that fits the crime is for the FA to meet out. What would you give them, a banner fine? What? Both? I don't know. I don't know what the menu of opportunities are for you to do so. Do you accept that should be punished? First of all, just because Gary Neville suggested that it was that... That uh, he was, or the uh, Arsenal defender was falling. I know that. That's true. It doesn't mean it's 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 pretty clear to me that that was a foul. So don't go to the first one. Don't go to the third. Don't go to the middle one. It was a foul. It's a foul. It's a foul on the Arsenal defender by Joe Linton. But it wasn't clear to the officials. Well, not clear to the officials. It's clear to everybody. It's clear. It was clear. Now here's my point. Well, obviously, here's my point. Here's my point. Why would Arsenal double down and Arsenal have to go and support him? I am the the and I think that he. Listen, this would this has happened before. I've had as well. I've had it. Sorry. As an owner, I would have as well, because I recognise the fact that what I've got is a person that's highly charged. This is how he operates, right? So if I go and neuter him as an owner, I'm effectively taking away some of the things that have been absolutely invaluable to my football club. I'd have a private word with him and go, listen, you, that was just a tad too much. Mm. But in public, I'm going to support him because the very intensity... Would you? So you'd be two-faced about it? No, no, I'd be constructive and balanced. Because I tell you what, I wouldn't... So you publicly support him in a statement? What my job is not to create division for the Mm. media to profit from. My job is to manage my manager. 
And if I believe that the intensity and energy that he's brought to this football club and then backing him on decisions like Aubameyang were the right way to go, I'm going to say to I, I probably wouldn't have made the statement the way Arsenal have made it, but yeah. if I was asked about it as the, as the Arsenal chairman, I would have said, I back my manager. Your 100% essential download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. I'm being called a joke, Simon. My pride is dented. Uh, is there a name in it? No. Jim, you're a joke, Jim White. Uh, you, the media... That must be me. Deliberately interview managers after games to get uh, exact reaction that you want. You pretend to be shocked, but you're not because the managers are all fired up. Yeah, well, that's when we interview them after games. And they say what they want to say and don't say what they don't want to say. The big boys, believe me. The big boys. We're talking about Arteta's outburst uh, after that goal by Anthony Gordon was allowed at the weekend, which allowed Newcastle to take all three points because Arsenal didn't score. So they didn't draw the match, they lost the match and left with nothing. Arteta had a rant and now we're talking about that rant because Arsenal have backed it up. Um, Arsenal in the meantime, Martin, say PGMOL urgently needs to address the standard of officiating and fans on action which moves us all on from retrospective analysis, attempted explanations and apologies. I don't know what that means. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Which moves us on from retrospective analysis, attempted explanations and apologies. What it means is, get it right first time round. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it means. Yeah, There's no good it... apologising. What you've done is you've admitted that ultimately you've put a more transparent PGMOL, you're communicating better, but we don't care about your communication. We don't care about your apologies. We only care about you getting it right. And I think, yeah. that's, I think that's a badly worded statement from Arsenal. It's one thing supporting the manager on the fact that he's been emotive and invested in the game and strong. Where both I think myself and Martin agree is that he's taken it beyond the individual instance mm. and broadened mm. it out. Is yeah. this a new norm it... now, Martin? Not... No, we're going to get a manager having an outburst and a club statement backing him up. Well, I, I don't know whether it's going to be the new norm. If 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 the if the club are not in agreement with what the manager said, I think it's very very difficult to back, to to go and back him up with, you know. But they obviously are. But and getting back to to, to our point, I think as Simon and I were saying, the rant itself, I, I understand completely about the rant. I've done it myself, loaded, and have to say this: I think he had a major point in it. I think that the goal should have been disallowed for the middle one of the three. I think it was a foul, and no one will convince me. If you me were otherwise. managing Newcastle, you, you'd be happy with all three points. I take it. Of of course, you'd leave St James's Park of, happy. Of course, you look at you're looking at it from a different perspective. You're looking at it from a winning and a losing position. It's of incredible. You're the hats you guys wear, though, isn't well, that amazing? But I mean, this is it. The game is based around winning. Because How many times? Have I come into this office and said exactly this. But it's also you... inconsistency as well because <laughs> there's a double standard because you and I both know that if Arsenal had won that game, he would have made an observation about the, the goal being allowed. If you'd have won 2-1 Arsenal, mm -hmm. he would have never gone after the PGMOL and never gone after the standard of officiating the way that he did. The reason why he's gone after them to that level is because they've lost. Oh, well, of course. But then you should be going... Of course, no, no, no. Then, no, then, no, then you should be going after the... If you believe that to be yeah. the case, right? If you believe what you've just you've said... You've lost but, a game for you... Sorry, just... Sorry, Sam, just two seconds. You've lost a game. You've lost a match now. Whether you deserve to win it or not is immediate. But you've lost didn't. a game where you no. didn't. It doesn't matter. You, where, where the goal should have been disallowed. It's as simple in as that. View. In, in your view. In your view. In your view. In, 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 well, in his view. view. Uh, yeah, well, well, okay, right. Not in, in, in my view. In my view. Maybe well, I'm not, not in so sure. view. I'm, right, okay, right. Okay, do, do you want me to leave now? Right, so... No, what I'm saying to you is this here. The goal should have been disallowed. It's, it's, to me, it's an obvious foul. 
It's an obvious but file for a start. there's lots of other people so, think there wasn't, Martin. So it's a right. very subjective decision. And, okay. you, and that's the end of the discussion. Right. You, you, right. you think okay. absolutely. Let's go, let's other, go. other football minds think not. Let's go back to the rant then. Yeah. Okay. So he's come in a couple of minutes what, afterwards. Yours and Arteta's. You know, I'm, ta- <laughs> I'm talking about Arteta. Arteta's come in and he, he, is, he has um, vocalised his viewpoint on the, on the goal. Where I think he should, I think he should probably have stayed with that there. Instead, as Simon's made the point about going all around Europe and saying that the refereeing standards is much, much better. I think if he'd stayed with that point, because the next question, if I'm an interviewer, I might ask him then. Give my evidence. next question: What happened about Havertz? He might yeah. have been sent off the yeah. field. I might, I might, I might have done that if I'd been a decent. Decent interviewer or something, or or I'd thought about that point, but Do it doesn't you think really he should matter. Should have been sent off just in the passing. I think he's extremely lucky to stay in the field. Extremely so lucky to stay in the field. So you're saying he should have been sent field. off? Well, he's extremely lucky to should stay in the field, carded. which is probably the same thing. It's the yeah. same thing. Yeah. 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 Okay. So as, right. as as by the way, should give me errors as well. Yeah. That's that, that, absolutely. You 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 made a point earlier, Simon, about about um, if the people would stop diving, and I'm in total, I'm absolutely yeah. with you. I'm with you in many aspects about players holding on to their holding on to the faces when they haven't even been touched. Now, yeah. absolutely, and it's getting to a desperate state. But I have to say, I do feel, I do feel for the for the Wolves manager who, uh, uh, to so me, it was I, never in that instance. So do I in that isolated instance. Yes. Then I, what I do is I track it back. I join the dots going backwards and go, have we got to a position? where these decisions are being made that ultimately kid a, a, a referee and you'll say we need more perhaps you'll say mm-hmm. we need more education to the refereeing we need more experience we maybe need players in the dugout uh, sorry in the in Stockley Park but the bottom line is is if we wind it all the way back and say if we had stopped this culture of simulation there wouldn't be this 10 minutes being laid onto every single game or time wasting if we'd stopped the culture of simulation we wouldn't be having referees having to read the mind of players because ultimately they are in a situation where there is such an element of subjectivity about did he touch him or didn't he touch mm-hmm. was there enough force in that touch to be able to make that player go over mm-hmm. and the problem is is that the fabric of the game has been and has been eroded by it. and then you've got Arteta pushing the envelope right because it's not just the case of going after the decision he's gone after the whole kit and caboodle because people think they can they think they can say what they want Mm. when they want how they want and get away with it and what's happening now is the officials are trying to correct the game and now there's a balance of power going on in the battle Mm. about who runs the games because you've seen the observation being made by other managers about referees and what they think they're entitled to Pep Guardiola saying they need to be more humble Mm. it's all going on under the surface alongside some decisions that do need to be questioned, like decisions about football managers' decision-making process need to be questioned and are questioned. The problem is, is that you are always going to end up in an area of subjectivity. And I don't think, even despite your far greater knowledge than me, mm. that every the, the science is settled, for want of, mm. use of, of an expression that you use regularly around the world, on whether that goal is universally accepted as being disallowed or allowed. And interestingly, Carragher made a really interesting point, because one of the observations about VAR was it, it was a goal-disallowing system. Mm. And it was people were saying it's one yeah. of the things it does is disallows so many goals. All of a sudden, that's being turned on its head now. You see, man, well, I, would, I would have thought no. he'd fall into the line of thinking with what? Gary Neville. He says, "When I look back now, when he was playing, I don't think as players we always covered ourselves in glory with referees, and also at a big club we all feel entitled, and you have to leave and retire to be able to see that." Mm. That's exactly what you're saying, isn't it? When you look back and you think, "I've done that." I've done that. I had an outburst after the game. Of course. Well, I've Man- done that. I Man- piled right in. Manchester United players used to run after the referee when he gave a decision against them. All the time, you know. They were they were there they were there on block, en masse. So what I am getting back to the point. 
you asked me a question a way back about 20 odd minutes ago was I in agreement with with uh, the rant of Arteta? Right. Given those moments after after the game, given what I saw, and given what I assume that he uh, he saw himself, I thought he was right to do so. Or or uh, I I sympathise with him. I empathise with him in that particular instance. Okay. He took it. In, he took it into a more general point, which I didn't agree with. But that's getting back to that's should that's it be getting, punished? That, As a should, former manager, should this current manager be punished? I I personally speaking, if I'm uh, sorry, if you if you're the FA. I, I, why? Why? What? What's he going to be punished for? Because, because he's made, he's made, he's made, he's made his. Uh, he's, he's. What shall I say? He has talked about the situation as far as he was concerned. Now, what? What? Do you think going there's to a say? line, Martin? Pardon? Do you think there's a line? Because I, I'm all for freedom of speech, right? But there comes a situation where ultimately there's an there's an authority, like a manager's an authority, yeah. right? You don't run you don't run a democracy with your players. Yeah. You run an autocracy. Yeah. You don't you don't involve them in team selection, right? So the referees have made a decision. Do you not think? And I, and again, I don't think that the referee should be excused from any blame, right? But do you not think? That there is a line that a manager can go up to. I do agree. And he's gone over that line, hasn't he? I, I do. No, do I agree with this here. But no, so how has he crossed it, Simon? Tell me how he's because crossed he's it. taken it beyond an individual observation and he's broadened it out to the whole entire state of English refereeing right. and the PGML's inefficiency, the disgrace that is our league, yeah. the c- lack of standards, the lack of consistency, the comparison to other leagues around the world. He's basically dumped mm-hmm. on a great height on the fact that everything yeah. about British refereeing right now is of a substandard. Yeah. And that's a bit too broad. That, that, that is true. He, sh- he, he feels sick. He shouldn't, yeah. He shouldn't have done that. We were talking about uh, about widening the whole... So he's crossed the line thing. with the language he used. He has, hasn't he? In isolation. Well, he has, has he? Hasn't In he? isolation. Yeah. 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 It's a disgrace. It's embarrassing. I feel sick. This is what he's saying. But that's superlative. Yeah, but that's but, that's but that, that, he's entitled yes, to that. Way. Absolutely, he is again. He's going to, and and I'm quite sure if I was managing Arsenal and that that had happened there, I would have said exactly the same thing. Would you not be that's surprised, Martin, that he's punished? Would he not? Well, again, I'm getting back to the point. Simon has mentioned that they're crossing the line, and you finally got me probably to admit that they, he's maybe overstepped the mark. What sort of punishment are you going to you're going to say? Because um, let me put it this way. You know, and it's just a side issue. You know, we put a man in the moon in 1969 and we can't draw some straight lines now at this minute, you know. So I, I don't know where we're going. You know, VAR has got to, yes. it's got to be questioned yes. itself. Yes, he should be consequenced. Given the nature, if it's, it's probably not going to be banned. He's going to be a financial consequence. And given Arsenal's doubling down the support, they're going to pay it for him anyway. So it's not going to be much of a consequence. But you cannot have a manager... With all due respect, all emotion priced into the equation. Everyone knows the price on the ticket. They all know what's coming. They know their rage and their infuriation and all that kind of stuff. You cannot go where he's gone. You can turn around and say that you're very disappointed and that ultimately there's an element of you that probably thinks they should keep their own counsel. Right? And you make your official complaint and you do what you've done. That's playing to a gallery. That's going over the line. And it's not because I have any particular bias towards Arteta because I think that the energy that he brings to that football club is the reasons why they're moving through the gears now. Yeah. So you can't neuter him. But, but he's that, abused no. that energy. But I think he's, he's crossed the line. line. Yeah. And having said all that, if he was your manager, you'd quietly back him. I, I wouldn't go out with a statement at Arsenal. I've gone out with. Mm. If I was asked, if someone knocked on my door and said, "You as the Arsenal chairman, owner, what do you think to that?" 
I'm with my manager on this. I think it was a very poor decision, and I think that ultimately I support the bulk of what he said. I don't think I'd have gone doubling down as a football club going, we're not interested in retrospective You analysis. wouldn't have included a line we're in your statement. We're not interested in apologies. They've gone over the line as well. Yeah, you right. wouldn't include the line in your statement, Martin. Arsenal Football Club wholeheartedly supports Mikel Arteta's post-match comments after yet more unacceptable refereeing and VAR errors. We also like to acknowledge the huge effort and performance from our players and travelling fans at St James's Park. It's essentially, it's essentially what, what the fans could do with it. What? I know. Because they're a club. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. Everyone's together. That's yeah, what Arteta's that's, done. That's, that's right. It's, they've galvanised them exactly. all together. Exactly. So here we have Arteta, the manager of Arsenal, speaking out and not holding back. And yet, this was Mikel Arteta when the Luis Diaz goal was disallowed against Tottenham. This was Arteta reacting to that. They're trying to... To make the best decision, they are trying to protect the game. They are trying to um, to get as much as support and, and as well be ruthless when it needs to be. I think at some point as well we need to give support and uh, and we need to understand that that mistakes happen. You know we make mistakes as well and uh, and if not, I think the pressure will be so much that it will be very very difficult to manage. Pressure on officials. We need to support them. I believe White that you played that specifically. <laughs> For my intentions here, right, Arteta, you, you, oh, he's just gone. Well, do you know what? What would you make of it? It's it's worth repeating, I think, and I mentioned it to you quite some weeks ago. But there's a fantastic comment by the great old Groucho Marx, the of the Marx Brothers, who once said, "I have principles." And if you don't like them, I have others. And I think that that is. That's, uh, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Old Arteta is just gone and. Uh, and bombed it all completely. If he said that only a few weeks ago about yeah. supporting, I still get back to the point. He's been brought in immediately a couple of minutes after the game is over. He's had a look at the situation. He thinks the goal should have been disallowed. I do myself. I would have done exactly the same thing. But I would have tried maybe at some stage or another to remember what I'd said about that. Well, maybe, uh, maybe I supported them the day before or the, or the weekend before. That might have been the problem. Just before but, we leave this, Mark, okay. does it not also distract from Arsenal's shortcomings in that game at Newcastle on Saturday? I, 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 that's a separate point, Jim. That's a separate point. They might have had shortcomings in the game. They need a centre forward, obviously, if if Jesus is 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 not fit. And um, really, yeah, it's a separate point. I don't think he set out with that that intention of listen. I'm going to mask all the problems that we had here today. I don't. I think as a consequence, that's uh, you know you might think about that there on the Tuesday or Wednesday. But overall, no, I I, I think the two separate points. He wasn't channeling his inner Mourinho, uh, if you like. Uh, that's my view. Yeah. Um, a whole yeah, bunch that's, of callers. That, that's a law of unintended consequences. People will draw that conclusion, but that is also a conversation that can happen because yeah. Arsenal weren't good enough, you know. And if he's, I mean, I don't think he's got the emotional or intellectual maturity to understand that what he said four weeks ago is completely contradicted by what he's now saying when a circumstance affects him. And I think he'll mature as a manager. I think he is a Pep Guardiola acolyte. I think he thinks he can say these wonderful, insightful things and everyone should be holding on to every single word, like we listened to at the beginning of the season when he talked about the rotation of goalkeepers. That, to me, was ridiculous. Yeah. And that was just, you know, that was just intelligent or, or observation for observation's sake, guess dressed up as some sort of wonderful insight. Look, he's had an outburst. He's gone over the line. Just before I go to another subject, Martin, Arteta, um, again, I'll push you on it. And you've been there. You haven't maybe said something in, this in the fashion that Arteta said it. But should Arteta now be expecting a finer a ban round the corner? 
Uh, again, I, I'm just can I just uh, before I answer that there, getting back to the point I've made uh, way back here. I was in agreement with Arteta's anger. I could understand his anger. Let me put it this way: I would have done the same thing myself because, to me, the middle one of those three uh, disputable decisions was. I thought it was clear and obvious to me, clear yeah. and obvious right. that uh, they, they got that. That, that, got that, that was a foul. All right, it was a foul. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. All right. So a continuation of, of of this, the football club have come up and back, uh, have, uh, come and backed him. Uh, I think pretty well immediately. They've gone, they've gone a wee bit too far in terms of 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 uh, of what they've said. I'm in agreement with Simon. Uh, if they just say that they're in agreement with him, mm. they don't have to go and explain. Okay. Or and should it be fined and banned? I, I, or one of the two? Well. Well, again, I, I, you have to find real, real reason for the it. The PGML should request A real re- reason. Uh, uh, if his opinion, sorry, if his opinion is that, you know, that the refereeing standard is not great here and and it should be better, I mean, he's just, um, he's he's actually disowned that there by, uh, a, by a, month month earlier, a month earlier. In that sense. Yeah. However, I'm, I'm not so sure that he should be, he should be fined for that. I, th- I think he's pushed over the line, so I think there should be a consequence. But I also, actually, think it should be a consequence for Arsenal Football Club. Because they've they've done the same thing as him, they've gone in behind him, and rather than act as an organisation, an institution that sees the way to operate with a degree of maturity and balance, because they're not sitting there when they've done that statement in a fit of rage, they're not sitting there emotionally charged yeah. by the experiences with a reporter. Time to reflect they've on got it. time, and they've decided to adopt an approach which is very condemnatory, very judgmental, flying in the face of... I would imagine that when the argument was put forward about automated offsides, I wonder if Arsenal or one of the clubs voted against it. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Download, stand well back, listen. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Live on Talk Sport tonight, it is Tottenham up against Chelsea. So many backstories to this one. Not least, Postecoglou going into this and being asked how much of a marker would this lay down if they can beat Chelsea tonight and go back to the very top. It's the obvious 
barometer for how you're going, for sure. And, and, and you know, you, you're, we're in a good position. We we obviously want to stay there, but it's not, you know, it's not the driver of, like I said, where we are at the moment as a team because for us, while we're building, you know, kind of a way of playing, a way of training, uh, you know, a lot of new players being incorporated into where we are as a football club at the moment, you know, our, our mindset just needs to be on, on, like I said, tackling each challenge and, and, and really focusing on ourselves right now. Um, the, whatever the sort of table shows, it'll show, but the only influence we can have on it is by making sure that every game we, we tackle it. Martin, when you listen to Postacoglu there, let's say they win tonight. Chelsea, of course, will have different ideas to that. But we're Monday, November the 6th. That will be Tottenham, played 11 one nine, drawn two, lost none. Lost none by mid-November. Mm-hmm. What does that tell us about them? If they win tonight, there's still no losses in there and they crack on unbeaten. Well, even if they only draw tonight, there's no losses yeah. attached to it. So yeah. it is a fantastic start by the football club, fantastic start for the manager and obviously uh, by the team. And there's a bit of cohesion about the side and, uh, and there seems to be almost... As a consequence, a, a, a natural, um, a natural feel-good factor around Tottenham Hotspur, which probably hadn't existed there for the last couple of years, and uh, Postecoglou's come in. He's new. Even I, I mean, I, I knew of his exploits of it of at Celtic, but I suppose a lot of Tottenham Tottenham fans might not have known too much about him. And he, he's come in. He's uh, he's he's gone about his business in the way he does. He's he's very very good. He's an excellent manager. He's an excellent motivator. And I'm not wildly surprised. Of course, we're only into we're only into we'll, we'll be be coming up now to soon to a, a third of the season at the yeah, end of all. Yeah. But but I think you start to you start to draw some mm. sort of some sort of semi conclusions. There's no such thing as a semi conclusion. <laughs> but at the end of the day, but you know, <laughs> there's a. You know, but uh, uh, you all understand what I'm saying. So, I know listen, what you mean. And I noticed I said that first. But, but, right. Before okay. I go to Simon, though, when you left Celtic and came down here, did yeah. you think, I'm going to carry on writing the headlines for the right reason? That's my goal, to carry on being the headline news for the right reasons. Postacoglu has done exactly that. Well, when I I'm can coming yeah. from Celtic yeah. and he's headline news yeah. for all the right reasons. Yeah, the, the, at this minute, the, and everything's going swimmingly for him. He's getting a couple of good decisions as well too. The Tottenham, the uh, the game against Liverpool, major major decision in the game. But even so, you run with those things, you know, because you, you, someone somebody once told me the big lie that things level themselves up at the end of the season. It's <laughs> nonsense, absolute nonsense, you know, unless you get a penalty in the last minute of the game when you've been relegated 14 weeks earlier. But um, <laughs> All I'm saying is that that deep down at the end of it, he's doing really, really well. The crowd, the crowd are responding to it as well. Yeah. They went there to, the, yeah. uh, and and things are things are going extremely well. So he's he's a right to play things down at this minute. Still a still a, a, a you know what is what what are those things a, a progress report or something whatever. Yeah, what, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. The project, a work, a work in project, no, or a work in, work in progress. Yeah. Uh, progress. Simon, if you if, you, if you're in charge of Ange say you're Daniel yeah. are, you, are you saying listen mate loving it but here's the thing let's just temper expectation at the moment um, no I think you let the manager do his job and the manager's got enough sense about him he's a 57, 58 year old manager that speaks sensibly um, and if he starts to get carried away of himself then maybe then you have a conversation with him about just perhaps 
centering himself, but I don't think you'd need to have conversation with grown-ups. I know, but the story will, it'll crank up, oh, and that's fine. And there's the nothing, longer they go but unbeaten. But there's, no, there's nothing you can do about that. I mean, ultimately, Tottenham are on a, on a good vein of form. They have had some fortune. Like, but like, as Martin says, it's like manifest destiny. You take what you can when you can. That's how it works. Yeah. Um, and, you, and you don't look about evening things up. Look, Tottenham, do I think Tottenham are going to win the league? I, I don't think so. But do I think Tottenham are going to get in the top four with this start? Mm. Well, they damn well ought to mm. because they've made such a start this season that actually what, what's required of them, the average points to get into the top four is 71. So you'd like to think mm. that Tottenham, with this sort of start, requiring 44 more points or 45 more points out of 27 games is something that they could infinitely yeah. achieve. Um, I think this is a difficult game for them this evening. I think this game takes care of itself in some respects because you've got Pochettino coming back yeah. to Tottenham. You've got this intense rivalry between Chelsea and Tottenham. It's one of those games that can get played out in a certain way and you wouldn't be surprised by any of the results mm. that come out. On form, you'd expect Tottenham to win. But ultimately, Chelsea come to play now. They were you know, they were poor, I thought, against Brentford, but they would look like they were building some momentum prior to that. Look, Daniel Levy has earned some, it's got some respite because mm. he ain't talking about him. So he's going to be mm. more concerned with the reality of being able to further Tottenham's financial mm. opportunities, build his race tracks, do other commercial deals he wants to do to enable to facilitate the opportunities for Tottenham sure. Hotspur. And right now, the least he says to Ange, the better. Well, mm. of course, you're absolutely spot on, Simon. It's not just about Tottenham and Ange, and that's the story. There's a big story with Chelsea because Pochettino goes back to Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. Um, he was asked about the reception he may or may not get. I'm not going to say nothing at the moment because until Monday we we cannot guess, you know, what is going to happen there. Uh, the most important is uh, people know. Um, we cannot forget all that we live together. Uh, amazing memories there, and then I'm going to respect the, the the people how they're going to express. But it's not going to change my emotion, my view, my feelings about uh, a club that I think we spend. Uh, unbelievable, unbelievable journey. Are you still of the opinion that Poch was Poch the bridesmaid? Yeah, I think there'll be genuine affection for Pochettino this evening, and so they should be. But he didn't win anything, and and, and a legacy with a football club. Because they'll look back on the look over the last two or three years and they'll look at the darkness of Mourinho and Conti's period. And in, in fact, Postacoglu is incredibly fortunate because his timing is absolutely perfect. Because you, you, in order to have the light, sometimes you have to have the dark. And you've had that darkness. And the Tottenham fans are really embracing this sensible, common-sense approach that doesn't get carried away of itself and seems to be embracing and building up these players rather than dragging them down, which is what Conti seemed to want to do because he wanted to get out of the door and everything else was collateral damage as far as he was concerned. As far as Pochettino's concerned. Levy brings him in. He doesn't speak any English when he's at Southampton. All of a sudden, he's speaking English. The team is playing well. You've got a good group of players in there. A young Deli Ali that was at his game at that particular point. A young Harry Kane coming through. A good group of players that were playing well for Tottenham. But they didn't win anything. And at the end of the day, he falls into the category of another number of Tottenham managers that didn't win anything. Now, Postacoglu may fall into that category, but right now he's winning the hearts and minds. But the facts will trump the sentiment in the longer game. If he doesn't win something, Postacoglu will have the same challenges that other people have. And Daniel's decision now is if I've got someone I can really work with, how far am I going to help him? Mm. That's you, the conundrum. You know, it's always alleged by many Tottenham fans that your mate Daniel didn't help mm. him kick on after the Champions League final against well, Liverpool. Well, it's unarguable, isn't it? Because you have to look at the statistics and say in 2019, when they lost the Champions League final to Liverpool, I think it was 2019 or 18, they didn't spend any money in that transfer window. And so you find yourself in a sort of perplexed state of mind. That's to, they actually spent nothing, mm. 
nothing they spent. Really. So how does Ange avoid being the Pochettino bridesmaid at well, Tottenham? Well, I also get the impression, and I don't want to put words into people's mouths, that I think there was a feeling that that relationship has run its course mm. and that perhaps there wasn't necessarily a real winner in the dugout a real winner and someone that can get you to have a whiff of it which is worse someone that can get you nowhere near or someone that can get you to have a whiff of it and make you disappointed by not getting an outcome I don't know which is worse I think it's getting a whiff of it is actually the worst to some extent but but people will have affection and Tottenham fans will have a romantic affection but then you can't have the argument then that you're all about winning and that it's indignation of not having won anything since 2008 and what Daniel Levy has presided over and blame everything on Daniel and blame everything on everybody else. I think if Postacoglu continues his progress, the crunch will come if he's not supported because they need they need they still need a centre forward. They need someone to score goals, so they haven't yeah. got it. And yeah. that's going to become a question that's going to be asked. The more the manager mm. gets stronger, mm. the one thing I like about Postacoglu is a mature manager, and I don't think he'll engineer confrontation just because he becomes an immature manager, buying into the media headlines, yeah. buying into a sense of his own worth, because other people are living vicariously through his deeds and then convincing him that he should be doing a different thing. But Martin, you'll tell us as a manager, you've got to keep pushing your owner. Of course you have. Well, you do. You 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 push your owner. You're not in every single day knocking on his door and saying, "Listen, I'm demanding some more money." Your results will dictate that as well, too. And and as as the results are going brilliantly for Tottenham Hotspur, and therefore, as a consequence, the manager is getting more power. That's the most important thing. And therefore, Tottenham Hotspur fans will 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 be on his side. Yeah, yeah. By God, Chelsea Martin could do the win. Thirteenth going into this, they've won three and ten. So at the moment they're sitting in 13 points. Tottenham will go back top tonight if they can win. It's live on Talk Sport. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Please leave us a five-star review. Whatever you get your podcasts from, we'll be back tomorrow to bring you the best of the show. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.